Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, I can already tell you, we are going to have so much fun. And, you know, we're not talking about hardcore business things today, like how to design a website or, or things like that. You know, we do that. But today, we're going to be talking about your heart and your your outlook on life. And because really, that's what it's all about. If you're not happy and healthy, nothing else is really going to matter. So we're going to have so much fun talking to my guest today. So please join me in welcoming Simone Canego to our program. Welcome, Simone. Hi, thank you so much for having me here today. I love it. I love it. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you and then we will dive into this. So Simone Canego is the best-selling author of The Extraordinary Unordinary You. She is a speaker, entrepreneur, and mother to six. Yes, you heard that, six. You can see them there if you're um, watching the video in the picture there behind her. Multicultural children. With her bold witticism, larger-than-life personality, and fearless attitude, she is a powerful force for good. Sharing her journey of adopting three of her six children in foreign countries, her climb of Mount Kilimanjaro to raise cancer awareness, and all of the funny, scary, and inspiring stories that came along the way, Simone instills in her audience the powerful lesson that what you do matters. And it's the little things we do each day that make the most difference. So again, Simone, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. And I, honestly, I don't think I've ever heard anybody read the title of my book with such enthusiasm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do it like that from now on. Yes, it is the <laughs> unordinary you. I love it. I love it. Um, so you know, I always like to know how our guests our guests got to where they are today because you have had quite the life, um, you know, and, and quite the varied background. So tell us how it is that you got to where you are today. So I gave myself permission to change my mind many, many times. I started off as a CPA. I have a mm -hmm. master's in accounting. I ran a horse farm. I uh, went back to school to be a teacher and mm -hmm. I taught for a few years. And, I, and then I went into medical sales and mm -hmm. another version of sales. And then I realized that where my passion lies is in storytelling. Okay. I love sharing my stories and so one day I said to my husband, I'm going to write a book. And he said, can't wait to read it. And just want to remind you that you're not a writer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was <laughs> he started. He started with a nice comment. And then I said, yeah, I know, but I'm going to do it. And he said, well, again, I can't wait to read it. Right. And, you know, he, he he's always been super supportive. Right. He's been married and he knows what you do. Years. You're successful at. Yeah, mm -hmm. he, mm -hmm. he's like, you know, he doesn't ever doubt. He's just mm -hmm. kind of like, hmm, that's a really interesting okay. avenue. Can't, mm -hmm. can't wait to see how mm -hmm. that goes. Um, and and yeah, so that's how I got to where I am today. And I, I really realized the power of stories. I think mm -hmm. that was the biggest thing for me. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I think I was afraid to share my stories mm -hmm. or, you know, was scared to be judged. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's personal. You're putting mm -hmm. yourself out there for the mm -hmm. world to to discuss, right. you know, in general. So mm -hmm. I, you know, for me, it was, but when I realized that, when I share my stories, if I can impact one person, mm -hmm. then it's all worth it. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and I love it because that's really what your book is about is, you know, that as, as we said in your intro, it's those little things, you know, we don't have to do these huge, massive things. Sometimes it's just smiling at somebody can make their day, um, you know, and, and it, it really is so very interesting, but you know, I, I love the fact, you know, and, and I mentioned uh, again that uh, in the, the intro that, you know, you, you have this wonderful family and the book is in large degree about them and about the decisions that you made 
regarding them because you know three are your your birth children and then three were the the children that you chose um and you know and, and i mean they're all obviously very lucky to have you and your husband as as parents but you know six oh my gosh you know now my husband's one of nine but i'm an only you know? uh-huh. <laughs> and so you know it's it's kind of this this you know it's it's always very interesting um but yeah, you know, why why did you decide to to really kind of base this around your your kids and especially around the adoptions? I think I receive so many questions all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we sit down at a at a dinner table um, mm-hmm. at a restaurant, and and people will be they want to know, right? right. They're looking, mm-hmm. they want to know, mm-hmm. but they're scared to ask. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important that we. It's okay to ask if mm-hmm. if your heart is true, right? Mm-hmm. If your intentions mm-hmm. are pure, ask the mm-hmm. questions, right? Mm-hmm. Like you want to know about my family, ask about my mm-hmm. family. You want to know how, you know, our son Ari, who is from Ethiopia, he was mm-hmm. four and a half years old when he came home. Mm-hmm. And it was important for me to share kind of his story, the mm-hmm. why. And f- for me, for them, um, mm-hmm. you know, for my kids, when my kids read the book, they were a lot of them, it's not stuff that we talk about every day. Right. So I think because it was, it's just them. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's them, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it was great for them to read about each other, not knowing the mm-hmm. the beginnings. And um, but I I really do think that their stories, and again, I'm sharing my version of their mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. They'll have their own stories right. when they grow up. Mm-hmm. But sharing my version of their stories, mm-hmm. it's if it can help one person look at adoption mm-hmm. differently or mm-hmm. look at a family differently mm-hmm. or look at whatever, you know, my son Noah, who is on the autism spectrum, mm-hmm. look at that differently, mm-hmm. then why wouldn't I want to share it? Because mm-hmm. it's our life is about helping other people. Mm-hmm. It's not about us. It's about right. everyone around us. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my, my mm-hmm. goal in sharing our stories. Right. You know, and and it really was fascinating to read about everything that that you went through, um, you know, and and I mean, but you know, the one of the big things was okay. You had three gorgeous, wonderful children, and then you decided, and 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 I I love this. You know, in the book, it was like we have more room in the the van, <laughs> you know, so why not adopt? <laughs> So, but, but really, you know, why did you decide that your heart had more room, not the van, your heart? Yeah, I would say that my heart would always have more room. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's just so many amazing kids in the world Mm -hmm. waiting for a family to love Mm -hmm. them. And we knew we could be that family. Mm -hmm. We are, our older kids were all on board. Mm -hmm. And if you would ask them today, they would say, oh, I think it's time to adopt again. And my answer is, (laughs) okay, the minivan is full. Yeah, yeah. But, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but, but they really do. And I think that it has opened their eyes. It has opened their hearts to the world. And they really see that there's Mm -hmm. a bigger world out there. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about Mm -hmm. us and that it's about our families, our Mm -hmm. friends, the world around us. So, Mm -hmm. right. You know, and I love how they were very much part of the process. I mean, you know, they, they were part of that initial decision um, and with, with each time, but you also really involved them by taking them with you. Um, you know, you went to Ethiopia twice, you went to South Korea and your children accompanied you and, and got to see really what all it was like, you know, and, and so, you know, I, I can't imagine that, you know, and, and, and you talk about how, I mean, now, I mean, you know, I, I was looking at this, you know, when I was reading it, thinking, oh my gosh, you know, what an educational experience for your kids, but also just to to know how kind-hearted they were, um, you know, and and I mean, that's that is such a thing. Yeah, we keep seeing the crankiness of the world, and you know, and and so I think that's one of the things that I loved most about reading your book was it was talking about the good things, um, you know, and, and I mean, when little kids are, are saying, can't we adopt all of them? Uh, you know, we want to take them all. Um, you know, I mean, that just that 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 made my heart feel good. Yeah, they we have great kids. I mean, I'll say that across the board, but mm-hmm. I really think these experiences have have changed. I, not I think I know that mm-hmm. these experiences mm-hmm. have changed them. Right. You know, when we were sitting in Ari's family's birth, uh, his his hut, mm-hmm. his birth family's hut, you know, really having them experience that mm-hmm. moment 
not only just the moment of how he grew up, mm-hmm. right? So he was four and a half years old mm-hmm. and he grew up in a mud hut, dirt floors, no running water. And having the girls see that, but mm-hmm. not only that, having the girls see his birth father kind of talk about Ari's life mm-hmm. and and how hard that decision was mm-hmm. to to relinquish him. I mean, right. that was a huge mm-hmm. that was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that it really it it changed the way that mm-hmm. they thought about things because it was not a selfish thing. Mm-hmm. It was a it's not, oh, we we had to it was they were truly starving. Right. I mean, there's mm-hmm. not enough food. And that really that really affected our kids mm-hmm. in a way in a way that they saw the world mm-hmm. differently. And you know, we got home from that trip, and again, they're still kids. You know, mm-hmm. we still we still live in a world of abundance, right? Mm-hmm. In in this country, and so not everyone. I'll, I'll take that statement back. Mm-hmm. But you know, there was no longer that when they came home and they said, "Oh, we need the n- next Nintendo game, or we mm-hmm. need this." Mm-hmm. You know, it really wasn't like mm-hmm. there was no needing anymore. There was mm-hmm. like, you know, if you want to get me something for my birthday, or I could donate it here mm-hmm. because they really saw what mm-hmm. true need was. Right. Right. You know, and, and uh, it, it did, you know, one of the things I wondered reading the book is, you know, you, you met the families um, and, and heard their stories and, you know, uh, are the kids still in touch with their birth families? So for Ethiopia, we actually write a letter every mm-hmm. year and send photos every year. Mm-hmm. We don't have direct contact, but mm-hmm. they, I mean, yeah, t- it, part of it is, it's just so difficult. You know, they, it's not like yeah. they have phones, um, you know, things like that. Yeah, it's it is very difficult, but we do uh, we do send a letter every, mm-hmm. each year and and pictures. And then for Noah, Noah's actually from South Korea. It's a mm-hmm. closed adoption. But what mm-hmm. I do every year is when I send Ari's letter and photos, I send mm-hmm. photos mm-hmm. for them to put in his file in South mm-hmm. Korea, so mm-hmm. that if his birth mm-hmm. parents choose to to come in and mm-hmm. see that that they they can see and they mm-hmm. they can see how grown up he's getting mm-hmm. and how amazing he is mm-hmm. and all of those things. So um but yeah, direct contact not so much and you know what we've talked about going back and mm-hmm. visiting um because I do think it's important for them mm-hmm. to see they're just not ready yet. Right, and right. I said you tell yeah, me when you're more ready. like when they're an early adult type of thing. Yeah. Um you know and 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 to go back. Yeah, you know and and but you know it also struck me when I was reading that you know, you were talking about how these, the the villages, um, especially in Ethiopia, you know, they, they truly have what we would consider so little, you know, you were mentioning no running water, no electricity, all these things, but, you know, they, they still did what they could with what they had. Um, you know, they, they decorated as best they could, you know, all these various things. And, you know, and, and it did make me think, you know, we, we waste a lot here. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, we all know yeah. that, right? Um, and you know, and 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 they were truly grateful for everything that they have. And we're like, Ugh, you know, I'm I'm going to throw this out because it's it's just not the right thing today. <laughs> you know, and and so you know, I think that was that is is one of the lessons also. Yeah, I. I think t- sometimes we go into a situation and think that we need to fix everything, mm-hmm. right? Like we, we, and when I saw the true happiness mm-hmm. and they had very minimal and mm-hmm. to me, that was really an amazing perspective, mm-hmm. right? To see that, wait, you don't need all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, trust me, I still have a lot of stuff. It's mm-hmm. not that, you know. Right. Oh yeah. You, you know, know we're, we're not saying that we're going to, you know, give yeah. all that up. <laughs> yeah. But understanding that just because people don't live like we do doesn't mean happiness is is how you feel happiness is your you know your daily life it's not about being jealous of what someone else has it's about realizing what you have mm-hmm. and waking up every morning and saying thank you thank mm-hmm. you for like mm-hmm. i am so thankful that this is the family i have mm-hmm. i am so thankful that you know i get to go to my sink and mm-hmm. turn it on and i have mm-hmm. running water i mm-hmm. mean there's so many pieces to it and and mm-hmm. looking at someone else's reality and saying, oh, I can't believe, mm-hmm. I don't know how they could be happy like that. Mm-hmm. They are happy like that. Mm-hmm. That is their reality and they're right. thankful for it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and the, the overriding theme of your book is that how we are and, and, and our outlook on life is a choice that we make, um, you know, and, and we make it 
all the time. You know, we, we, you know, we, we are happy, we are sad and, you know, and, and we're not, I'm not saying, you know, that we have to be Pollyanna. I've actually had people who have said, oh, you know, you're, you're so, and, and it's really funny. I can tell they're like squinching up their faces. You're so happy all the time. I'm like, and, <laughs> um, you know, and, and I was sharing with you, you know, before the program, I, you know, I've, I've had some challenges, shall we say, I mean, you know, stage four metastatic breast cancer, you know, had some complications, had some things go wrong. I'm on surgery 19, but it's like, okay, whatever. I mean, you know, we laugh, we joke, um, you know, one of the things, and you know, you, you are married to a doctor. And, and so, you know, he, 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 I'm sure, you know, he, he has people who do that. I'm like, you know, they, they always come in and know what's your name and what's your date of birth. And there are times where I look at them, I smile sweetly and I say, Anastasia Beaverhausen. <laughs> now, I haven't come up with a birth date for her. I really need to do that. But yeah, you do. Yeah. You know, and, and obviously, I mean, there are times where you have to be serious. You know, and, and, but, you know, it's you can go through life and think, woe is me. Or you can go through life and think, well, that sucks. But now what? <laughs> yeah. And I, I go with option two because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we all have we all have things that happen to mm-hmm. us. You know, some things are more difficult. Mm-hmm. 19 surgeries is very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can stay in that moment of misery. Right. Or we can move forward mm-hmm. because we have one life. And mm-hmm. personally, when I I want to slide into home plate and say, I was happy. Mm-hmm. I was happy. I wasn't miserable. My, mm-hmm. Trust me, there's moments of misery, no right. matter what. Oh, that yeah. just is how it is. Yeah. Um, but my friends, actually, it's funny because that, that you said that, but my friends mm-hmm. call me Positive Patty. Mm-hmm. So if they're having a bad day, they'll mm-hmm. call me and say, I need some help, Positive right. Patty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's yeah. important, like, and it's important, like, I could stress about every little thing with mm-hmm. my kids. We've had lots of, lots of bumps in the mm-hmm. road, mm-hmm. Um, but I leave it as a bump in the road mm-hmm. and move forward. If I put a boulder in front of me that I couldn't get get through, I mean, so how do I move forward? And mm-hmm. so for me, it's really looking at, okay, how do I make the best out of the situation, mm-hmm. even though it might be really crappy at the time? Right, right. Yeah, you know, and I mean, there are, I tell people, you know, I have pity parties. I mean, there are times where I'm just like, what the hell, <laughs> you know, something else or, or I just don't feel good, you know, things like that. And that is perfectly healthy. I mean, you know, if I were always happy, happy, that I, I think actually would be a problem also. But, you know, the, the, the key is that I don't wallow in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have those times I whine, I whimper my and my husband has learned, you know, OK, is this a she's just feeling bad for herself? Uh, or oh, we got a problem, um, you know, and and so, but but yeah, it's you, you do. It is your outlook. Um, years ago, uh, I worked for an oncologist, so it, it was really so. I worked for an oncologist, mm-hmm. and I worked for the American Cancer Society. So when I got my diagnosis, I said, "Oh dear, I know just enough to be dangerous." Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you add in Doctor Google, and, <laughs> you know, and and but you know, when I worked for the oncologist, I remember one of the things that he said was. of this is your attitude, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and even when it's terminal, you know, that it is, it is how you get through it is, is how you think about it. I mean, if you think, oh, this is horrible, I'm not going to survive. That's going to be what happens, Um, you know, and, and so, you know, or, or even if it's just, you know, they gave me the wrong order at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, now I get to try something new. Um, you know, and and but yeah, it, it is about those choices that we make. Yeah. So my daughter, who is 18, mm-hmm. she was diagnosed with Crohn's mm-hmm. almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a really hard diagnosis. Mm-hmm. She has she had very severe disease. It's still mm-hmm. not under control. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's she was diagnosed with kids, mm-hmm. it, it's very hard with mm-hmm. kids. And when she was diagnosed, I said to her, okay, pick a number of days, pick mm-hmm. a number of days t- to cry and mm-hmm. be angry and mm-hmm. all of those things. And then on the day you say that we're done and mm-hmm. we're picking it, we're picking a mm-hmm. day. We're not saying, oh, well, mm-hmm. I'll let you know when I get there. Then we're done. We're mm-hmm. we're moving forward. Right. We're gonna see like okay, mm-hmm. what can we? All the things that we can mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. and and that's how she's approached mm-hmm. it, which is amazing. Again, she's eighteen, mm-hmm. and she's still like she had to get her injection yesterday, and mm-hmm. you know she was like, you know, okay, mm-hmm. 
are you almost done? Are you almost mm-hmm. done? You know, yeah. and mm-hmm. and and then she's like, okay, I'm good. I'm uh, I'm gonna go hang mm-hmm. out over there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You can watch me. I'll be fine, mom. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think that that kind of attitude is so important, and mm-hmm. for everything that we do in our lives, mm-hmm. because sometimes we do get so caught up in a situation mm-hmm. that we don't know how to move forward, right. and. And it's okay to be sad and it's okay mm-hmm. to be mad. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have to allow ourselves mm-hmm. to do those things. We're not going to be positive, Patty, mm-hmm. every day of the week. Right. But if we let us, if, if we let ourselves stay in that mm-hmm. situation, you can't move forward. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. we pick, we pick days and then mm-hmm. we say, okay, we're moving mm-hmm. forward. Right. Right. You know, and it's been difficult because of the pandemic, um, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and all of a sudden we were locked in, you know, all these various things. And, and, um, you know, it, it, it's, and, and you, you mentioned this in your book, especially because you have a, a husband who's in the medical field, everything that, you know, he was concerned about, you obviously have a child who has immune system problems. You know, I, I left the house only when I absolutely had to for about the first two, three months. And then I thought, okay, enough of this. I can be careful. I can be cautious, but I can't stay shut up like this. Um, you know, and, and there are still things like I, I, um, I've only had four in-person meetings since, you know, and I haven't had any networking events that I have, have attended, you know, because my system is a little bit crankier than most. And, and, you know, and, and I know people would be fine with me wearing a mask saying, you know, keep your distance, but you know, there, there are things that we go through. Um, you know, I just flew, I just came back, you know, as, as we're, we're recording this from a wedding, my, my cousin got married. We went to Minneapolis. Um, I had to get on a plane by myself, which meant that the person sitting next to me was going to be a total stranger. So this is, you know, this is a little nerve wracking. Now, you know, I take my wipes. I've got, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, being all, I've obviously got a mask on all those good things, but it was so sweet. This gentleman sits down next to me and the, the flight was an early morning flight. So, and it really surprised me that it, the plane was 100% full. In fact, there was a standby list, 7 a.m. going to Minneapolis. Wow. Okay. Um, but so this gentleman sits next to me and he's, he's older. He's probably in his seventies and he's got his little bag of his breakfast food and he sits down and, and he says, just so you know, I have had my shots. He said, however, if it will bother you for me to take my mask down to eat, I won't do that. And I just thought that was the sweetest wow. thing in the world. And I, of course, I don't know. No, please, sir, enjoy your breakfast. I too have had my shots, you know, but, but yes, please enjoy your breakfast. And, you know, and then it made me hungry because he was, but, um, but yeah, I just thought that was so sweet that you, it, that, that simple little act of kindness, you know, which is, is what we were talking about was, I mean, it was just so moving because we don't see those things. We see the crankiness, um, you know, and, and there's so many of the good things that are out there that sometimes we don't even pay any attention to them. Yeah. I, so that's something that you will probably remember mm-hmm. forever, right? right. Like mm-hmm. these little, so these little things that mm-hmm. should happen more frequently, mm-hmm. right? Um, right? And if we, and, and I think sometimes if we don't even realize that these little things are happening, mm-hmm. so, which is what you just mm-hmm. said. So all of those things, when you, when you look at them, mm-hmm. they make a huge difference mm-hmm. in someone else's life. And sometimes right. we're like, ah, that's no big deal. No, mm-hmm. it is a big deal. You mm-hmm. you do something small for someone mm-hmm. and they notice it and mm-hmm. they, they, they're they affected by mm-hmm. it. And so I think about that all of the time now, mm-hmm. whatever I did, you know, we had something funny, like we are trimming our trees and all of a sudden our neighbors had a better view and they brought us over a bottle of wine. And I was <gasps> like... Okay, I, you know, you definitely don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, we we have this view that we never mm-hmm. knew we would have because mm-hmm. you did that. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. if you'd like, I'll just cut them down. I don't want to yeah. cut down the trees, <laughs> but you know, mm-hmm. um, but you know, like the things that you don't think make a big di- big, mm-hmm. big difference in someone else's life, they're huge. Right. And if we looked at those things in terms of when we look at ourselves and say, oh, mm-hmm. we don't make a difference in the world, we mm-hmm. all make a difference mm-hmm. in the world. And it's because of these little mm-hmm. things that we are all capable mm-hmm. of doing every day of our right. lives. Right. You know, and I think we get caught up in thinking it has to be a grand gesture. Um, you know, we have to donate thousands of dollars or many, many hours, you know, all of these things. And yeah, some people can and and do do that. But it really can be something as simple as opening a door for somebody or smiling at somebody or 
remembering to say thank you. Um, you know, all of those little things. I love, you know, like the whole pay it forward thing. You know, you you talked about in that in the book. Um, you know, I'd probably be the person that, you know, they'd say, well, yeah, they ordered $50 worth of food. Well, okay. okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, if I committed to it, I would 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 do that. But it's it really is just it 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 is the the little things. And and maybe, you know, it's kind of like your book, the unordinary, you know, it's it's those things that are kind of the the unexpected, but they are things that we are doing every day. We just aren't stopping to think about it. Yeah. I had a, um, I had a moment with my daughter. We were mm-hmm. at the Starbucks drive through and it wasn't a good moment. <laughs> it was, a, it was a human moment mm-hmm. where I was waiting to get into the line and it was, it was packed. Mm-hmm. So the, the inside wasn't open. So everybody mm-hmm. was waiting in the drive through. And so I left enough space so that people could go mm-hmm. around me. Mm-hmm. If they needed to. And so, of course, the line starts moving and someone from behind me. Oh, they cut in. Oh, they cut in. (laughs) And I lost it. Like, I'm like, what the, you know, and I'm going off and, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so, like, I'm angry. Why am I angry about this? This is so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So my daughter, I'm with my 13-year-old daughter, Mm -hmm. and she says to me, Mom, I think you might need to reread your own book. <laughs> I think you might have mm-hmm. forgotten a few things about mm-hmm. patience and understanding. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what this other person right. is going through, mm-hmm. you know. So we went through this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm like laughing hysterically at this mm-hmm. point with tears mm-hmm. rolling down my face, you know, thinking like, okay, seriously, Simone, like right. this is this my is so nice. My 13-year-old just gave me a yeah. come up. Yeah. <laughs> and so we get up to pay, and of course, the car that had cut us off paid for our drinks. Mm-hmm. It's something that I will never forget because mm-hmm. it was one of those moments of like, why am I so upset mm-hmm. about something so ridiculously mm-hmm. small that, you know, and right. and then she paid for our drinks. And so then my daughter said, can we pay See? for the car? Can mm-hmm. we pay for the mm-hmm. car behind us? Right. And then it was a whole discussion mm-hmm. about how many cars do you think will continue mm-hmm. doing this until someone says, okay, I'll just pay for my mm-hmm. own. Mm-hmm. Um but I thought it was like, it was such a moment of like that little gesture mm-hmm. that that person did for me and my negative, mm-hmm. my negativity, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, that wiped that away. And mm-hmm. it was just a, it was a great teaching moment mm-hmm. for me and for my daughter. Right. She, she did the teaching, honestly. Mm-hmm. She was like, get mm-hmm. over yourself, lady. Mm-hmm. Um, but those little things, like mm-hmm. that will be something that I will remember mm-hmm. forever because right. it just changed my whole attitude for mm-hmm. the day. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden I was like, I cannot believe I just got so upset about mm-hmm. something so ridiculously right. small that mm-hmm. has no impact on my mm-hmm. life. Like move forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Right. But you know, it, it is important to note that we are human. I mean, right. you know, we're, we're going to have those now, you know, I, I always have something with me to, to drink while I'm doing this because, you know, I talk for an hour, I might lose my voice. And normally it's this pretty blue cup that's, you know, very professional. I, th- this is my favorite cup, actually my favorite cup. And I did it just for you today. So it says, <laughs> I can't adult today. <laughs> and you know, and, and you and I did that because you talk about that in your book, yeah. right? See, I read it. Um, and you know, because there are times where it is just okay, I'm just gonna go crawl in the corner today. I tell people and, and I've got some memes that I post on Facebook, you know, I I I can't adult today, I want a cat. <laughs> no, I'm just, or bunny. I have one too. I want a bunny, you yeah. know, and, and it's this bunny that's just like, uh, um, you know, and, and, and I, again, it's, you know, we, we need to give ourselves permission to do that and to, to say, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to. Now, of course, the fun thing is if we weren't adulting, maybe we should be kids again, um, you know, and, and, and bring back that joy of life. I mean, my, my neighbors have two little kids and there are times I just watch them. You know, as they're playing outside in the mud, and I first of all, I love that their parents just let them sit out there and play in the mud, right? You know, it's you know they they wash, you know, and you know, but they are just you know that the, they're so entertained by playing in the mud, and you know, and 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 that really is kind of one of those things where I'm like, okay, and I was carrying on about this or that. Let's go watch the little kids play for a while. Yeah, it it does it it. Yeah, I, I mean, there's moments where I'm like, oh, if I could only be a kid again. But honestly, mm-hmm. when you have kids, you can kind of be a kid. You mm-hmm, can watch the mm-hmm. kid. Like, you, actually, sometimes we watch kid movies. Mm-hmm. We did the other night without the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, sometimes you, know, like, you need a little Disney. Yeah, or, I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, need, mm-hmm. we needed some Disney the other mm-hmm. night. And, mm-hmm. you know, but it is, it's like, it's, it's this amazing thing when mm-hmm. you 
watch kids, when you watch mm-hmm. them go to a playground mm-hmm. and they walk up to a stranger mm-hmm. and say, hey, you want to play? And mm-hmm. it's like, it's amazing to mm-hmm. be able to have that connection mm-hmm. as children where you don't have those barriers. Mm-hmm. You're not scared of mm-hmm. what other people are mm-hmm. going to think. You just go mm-hmm. and do and you just enjoy every moment. Mm-hmm. You enjoy you know, running around like crazy maniacs, which mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, oh, that's too much exercise. But, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but watching them, you know, with those interactions mm-hmm. and with the joy they get out of the mm-hmm. simplest things is really, it's what life is about. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and you mentioned something that I, I think is so important and it's that, you know, I don't care what other people think. And, and of course, that's one of the hardest things in the world. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. I've had several guests on recently where we have talked about, especially for women, the imposter syndrome. You know, we have to be X. Um, you know, and, and it was funny because one of the things I was thinking about when I was reading your book is, oh, my gosh, you are so accomplished. You have done so much. And of course, the, the thing was to not feel bad that I haven't done that because it's your life. Um, you know, we all have to remember that everybody has that, you know, it has their own lives and, and not to really compare ourselves, but the imposter syndrome is, is there it's, you know, whether it's, we have to be the perfect wife, the perfect mom, the perfect boss, the perfect employee. And it seems, you know, and maybe this is simply because it's my personal perspective that women do that more, um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and, and I've really been talking with a lot of women about leadership, you know, that, that, you know, that's, that's very hard for women because we put ourselves into the, I have to be like the men. And so we wear our business suits. I don't have a business suit anymore. Um, you know, we, we do all of those things because we think that we're not enough. And, you know, and, and of course the, the truth is we're more than enough. And you say that in your book. I love that. Yeah. So it's interesting. I'm working on writing a new keynote right now Mm -hmm. all about what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. all about really looking at ourselves, realizing what Mm -hmm. we're capable of and that we don't need to change who Mm -hmm. we are. We need to change the way we see ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I struggled for years with imposter syndrome. And it's Mm -hmm. funny because people would say to me, oh, you've done so many amazing Mm -hmm. things. You're so accomplished. I never believed in myself. I've, you know, I really struggled to see the value mm-hmm. in these things that I was doing. And, you know, there, there was that moment in time. And, and I talk about it in the book where mm-hmm. I was sitting at this women's empowerment luncheon and really I was feeling bad about myself. Mm-hmm. There were these re- truly inspirational speakers. They mm-hmm. were. And, but for me, I just felt worse about myself afterwards because mm-hmm. my first thought was that will never be me. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's ridiculous, you know, right? right? But that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of that moment in time where I said to myself, and that's the whole point. You're not supposed to be them. You can't be them. Mm-hmm. You can only be you. Why mm-hmm. don't you look at what you're already doing? Look at mm-hmm. the amazing things. Look at your family. Look mm-hmm. at, you know, everything that you do. It can impact people in a positive mm-hmm. way. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be the, you know, the person that had the mm-hmm. $200 million corporation. Mm-hmm. You don't. You have mm-hmm. to be you. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of really changed the way I looked at mm-hmm. myself. Now, trust me, I still see myself in the mirror mm-hmm. every morning. I still have to do my positive affirmations mm-hmm. to get through the day. There's always going to be that voice mm-hmm. inside my head. But I'm able to kind of squash mm-hmm. it now because I I do see the value that mm-hmm. each and every one of us mm-hmm. brings to the world. Right. You know, and we do have those voices in our, our heads, you know, and 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 the funny thing is sometimes those voices are trying to protect us you know and 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 you know so it was you know, your eighth grade teacher who said oh you know girls really don't do math mm-hmm. um you know and and you know or you know your 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 mom trying to protect you by saying you know do you do you really want to wear that dress or you know all these various things and then those little voices, of course, turn into to little shouts and, you know, and, and they take on such a life of their own. And I think it's important that we do remember, you know, sometimes they, they really were trying to protect us, but then it comes back to what we were saying. It's that choice. You know, it's like, okay, well, maybe math is harder for girls, but you know what? I'm still good at it. So I'm going to, I'm going to take that math class or, um, you know, all these various things. And, and so, you know, those, those little voices are there for a reason, but we don't have to always be paying attention to them. Yeah. And sometimes they just get so loud for, for no reason Mm -hmm. and, or for not a real reason Mm -hmm. that, that is that 
it, it just stops us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom is a, my mom is a great example. Mm-hmm. She, um, she grew up in rural Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Her mother had a sixth grade education and mm-hmm. her dad worked in the coal mines in a local brewery. And she saw a, a library for the first time in 10th grade. Mm-hmm. And that was like a moment when she opened that door that she was like, wow, wow there is a whole big mm-hmm. world out there. Mm-hmm. And she knew she wanted to continue mm-hmm. on with her education. And she was she worked multiple mm-hmm. jobs, saved her money, got mm-hmm. into the University of Pittsburgh, uh, worked three jobs during college wow. and got into medical school. Mm-hmm. And she was one of, there were 120 people in her medical mm-hmm. school class. Five of them were women. And, you know, she, she grew up at a time where women... Mm-hmm. And Women became mother. nurses if they were in medical school, right? Well, it's so interesting because we were, I had a procedure done a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and my mom came with me mm-hmm. and the nurse was saying to her, we said something about my mom being in the medical field mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, so you were a nurse. And my mom <gasps> said, no, actually I, I was a physician. Mm-hmm. And the woman who was the nurse said, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I would instantly <laughs> assume. And mm-hmm. so we got in a whole conversation, mm-hmm. woman means nurse. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm especially from that from mm-hmm. that generation mm-hmm. and it, it was such an interesting conversation because we do make these mm-hmm. assumptions but right. you know she she's she had to work her butt off mm-hmm. and yeah she was mm-hmm. told that she was working in a man's mm-hmm. world and that her mm-hmm. voice didn't matter and mm-hmm. she got paid less for a long time and she fought for equal pay mm-hmm. and won and all of these things where you you look at you know she grew up in rural pennsylvania mm-hmm. and this woman made a huge impact mm-hmm. by the little things she did every mm-hmm. day and ooh, we have to give ourselves more credit mm-hmm. for for what we're capable of and what right. we're already doing mm-hmm. right you know and, and a lot of it comes down to what our, our internal definition of success is, you know, and, and I remember many, many years ago when I went for my 10 year high school reunion. Um, now I had 32 in my graduating class. <laughs> I think this year that school had eight, <laughs> but you know, so we had 32, we actually had 16 boys and 16 girls. It was kind of interesting, but um, it you know, one of the one of the people that now I I was <clears throat> surprised one of the organizers right, and so um, you know we were talking about you know you, you do those reunions you you give things you know who came the farthest you know all of those various things and and of course one person said well we have to say who's the most successful, and even at yeah so I would have been what twenty eight at that point I said I'm sorry, how is it that you're defining success? And this, you know, this woman said, well, you know, who has the most stuff, who, uh, who is, has earned is, you know, who has the best job, makes the, the most, you know, all those various things. And I said, uh-uh. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. I said, you know, that person may be the most unhappy out of, of all of us. And I said, and more importantly, the person who is, is home with her four kids might be the most successful, um, you know, but at the, at the same point, it was, it was very sad because one of my classmates, you know, we had asked people, if you can't be there, tell us what you've been doing. And so one of them said, you know, and, and I, I happened to, to know, he, he, he told me, he said, well, you know, I'm, I'm a, a, an airline pilot. He said, I'm a captain for whatever airline that was. He said, but just put down that I'm a baggage handler. And I went, what's it? <laughs> and he said, Nobody will believe that I'm a, an, an airline pilot. Wow. And I just, I thought that was so sad. And I said, well, you know what I do? And I'm the one putting the newsletter together. <laughs> you know? And wow. I mean, and, and now he's, he's actually still flying. I mean, we're not that old. And, um, and he <laughs> has the, the big international flights because he is so skilled at, at what he does. But I, you know, I mean, that was, that was a long time ago. And I, and I still remember, he said, just say I'm a baggage handler. And, uh-huh. and I mean, I was just crushed that he thought that we all, and, and I mean, that the sad part is he was right. I mean, there were, there were people who went, yeah, right. No, he's not, um, you know, and, and, but yeah, that, I mean, you talk about those little voices. Oh, yeah. I mean, to the point where you don't even want to say what you do mm-hmm. because you don't think mm-hmm. people will believe you. I right. mean, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's so tough. And mm-hmm. When I look back at high school, I mean, high school, oh. it's right. Like, I actually left a year early. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I went early admission my first mm-hmm. year of college. Mm-hmm. High school yeah, makes you a smart cookie, <laughs> <laughs> but high school, like, is middle school and then high school. Like, it mm-hmm. really gives you a run for your money. Oh. I mean, you know, like what mm-hmm. what you if you can have self esteem mm-hmm. after you finish high school, mm-hmm. like that's a huge accomplishment mm-hmm. because it just 
it's so hard to mm-hmm. to go through those years. And mm-hmm. that's my big thing with my kids is mm-hmm. that you can't listen to that. Like this mm-hmm. is this is what really matters. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we talk about stuff all mm-hmm. the time because it is such a hard mm-hmm. period of time. And there's some people that peak in high school, mm-hmm. honestly. You know, right. and those oh, yeah. those were mm-hmm. the kids that were like always mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's the, you know, the head cheerleader, you know, and now my best friend was the head cheerleader. So, <laughs> you know, um, but you know, the 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 head of the, you know, the captain of the football team, all of those. I mean, you always hear that they say those were the best days of my life. And I think, wow, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Um, and for me, they were not easy. They were, you know, that was I was not in the popular mm-hmm. group. I wasn't, you know, and what actually the best thing for me was I rode horses. Mm-hmm. And so I used to, I had my my family at at the barn that, mm-hmm. you know, we used to go to competitions mm-hmm. together. And that was kind of my way of keeping my sanity, I want to mm-hmm. say, because it was such a tough period mm-hmm. of time. We moved actually mm-hmm. from Buffalo, New York to Gainesville, Florida when mm-hmm. I was starting ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And my parents put me in a Ooh. private school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they put me in a private school where the kids had been together since pre-K and That's I was a little def- rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was rough. It mm-hmm. was rough and definitely kind of affected how mm-hmm. it affected everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of my, that period in high school was like my beginning with self-doubt. And I think mm-hmm. it is for a lot of girls when I'm doing research for mm-hmm. this new talk. I mean, it's, it's crazy. They said um, KPMG also Dove mm-hmm. has done a lot of studies mm-hmm. So 78% of girls by the time they're 17 um, don't like their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, seven in 10 girls feel that they um, are not enough, that mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form, whether mm-hmm. it's in school or with their family and friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are huge numbers. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the most shocking one to me was that only 4% of women worldwide consider themselves beautiful. Only 4%. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's like crazy to me. Right. So mm-hmm. like, how do we do better? How do we mm-hmm. talk to our our kids so mm-hmm. that they understand like what matters is mm-hmm. your happiness, how you mm-hmm. feel about mm-hmm. yourself. And it, it shouldn't be someone else telling you, you know, I had a story when I was mm-hmm. in high school, the boy that I was dating, um, he told me that I looked fat. He couldn't believe how many stretch marks I already had. I was like a oh. hundred. Oh yeah, I was 120 pounds back then. I'm a lot heavier. You were days. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really tiny. Like I wore mm-hmm. a size two, and um, and that I should probably have a salad at dinner. And <gasps> I did. I did have a salad, no dressing, uh-huh. and then went home and cried myself to sleep. Mm-hmm. And if I could go back in time, I would have the the chicken wings with blue cheese. You know, just and, and to spite him and, you know? and smack him with your plate. Yeah, right? yeah, mm-hmm. and. But that comment was mm-hmm. like the beginning of mm-hmm. me thinking that, wow, like, I guess I, mm-hmm. I'm not skinny. I guess mm-hmm. I'm, I, you know, all of these things. And mm-hmm. that's when the voices started and right. like, oh, and so how do we, how do we, it's not protecting our kids mm-hmm. because it's, you know, right. the world is out there, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. helping them realize, mm-hmm. you know, really what matters, what's mm-hmm. important and how to look at themselves and mm-hmm. say, I love myself exactly mm-hmm. how I am. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I think part of it is that that young man who said that to you probably had many of his own issues. I mean, you know, and and was projecting on you and, you know, as adults, we can look back and see that. But, you know, I, I also love the fact that things are changing with the media and 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 things like that. I mean, you know, no longer do we just see the size zero actresses in, in things, you know, and, and I always find it entertaining when they say, you know, they're plus size. And they're my size and they're I regular not- size. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, but you know, and, and now of course, you know, they're they're curvy. And you know, and, and I love seeing, and of course, Dove, you, you know, you was one of the first that really started doing that with their um their advertising, you know, they were showing and and yes, they would have a size zero in there because there are people who are that teeny tiny, but they also had the the curvy women, um, you know, who love their bodies. And you know, to, to show things like that and to show them in, um, you know, movies and, you know, all these various things. I mean, it's it's slow getting there. I mean, you you watch and it's still, you know, many of the teeny tiny people. And, you know, and, and of course, I look at them and I think they must not have any fun at all because they're eating the salad with no dressing. They're, you know, all these various things. And, you know, I'm like, eh. I'm going to have a second glass of wine, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, obviously the, the, the overriding thing is, you know, 
are they healthy? I mean, you know, that is is the thing, you know, because sometimes that does lead to to other issues. But you know what? If they're just you know they they you know, and and you know, clearly with men too. I mean, you you they have to to love their body. I mean, they're not all gonna you know have the the physique of a professional athlete. Maybe um, you know, and, and that's okay. They're gonna have the dad bods. I love that. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I um, you know, going back to what you were saying earlier about the definition of success, and mm-hmm. and to me, success is happiness, and mm-hmm. obviously, happiness is defined. Each of us define right. it in a different way. Yeah. But that's what success is to mm-hmm. me. It's how how we feel about mm-hmm. ourselves, how we feel about our family, and and when we go through our days, do do we do we make that choice to mm-hmm. be miserable, or do we make mm-hmm. that choice to move forward and say, right. "Wow, this is a great thing that's mm-hmm. happening right now." Yesterday was a little crappy. Let me mm-hmm. move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, to have anybody judge success based on the dollars in your bank, mm-hmm. it. it Right. You know, stuff is stuff, mm-hmm. you know, how, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. What do you want? You know, all of those things mm-hmm. in terms of how you go through your daily mm-hmm. life. That's what's important to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and surrounding yourself with that support system. Um, you know, I, I think that's, that's one of the the big things too. You know, I, I'm, I'm down here in Atlanta, I'm diagnosed with cancer and it's like, I've only been here a couple years, you know, and, and I seriously thought about going back to Colorado and, you know, because, you know, having treatment there for one thing, I could have been, you know, with the, the, the practice that I had worked with um, the doctor I worked for had retired, but um, you know, I, and, and I would have had a better support system, but my husband couldn't have moved. So of course that was, of course the, the biggest overriding factor, but it was very interesting because the, my tribe, was is and and still is. I mean, after you know, almost six years, very strong. And you know, and, and there were people that completely dropped out of my life. Okay, whatever you know. And and but then there were people who I didn't even know knew I existed, who have been some of my biggest cheerleaders. And I always tell people, you know, if there's something that I'm in for, you know, I'm going in for yet another procedure, right? I'm never alone. You know, there's there's that bubble of support. And you know, sometimes it's one person, sometimes it's it's a, a your your whole big tribe. But I think you know, and, and you talk about this in your book is we don't have to do any of this alone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I think sometimes we think that you know, especially you know, I talk with a lot of small business owners who say, I can't ask for help. I can't, you know, I can't admit that I don't know how to do my own taxes. Well, I'm sorry if you're not a tax a CPA. You're probably not going to know how to do your own taxes, um, you know, and and so why not hire the people that that can help you with that, um, you know, and 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 why not have your friends around you, you know? It's uh, I went through a, a period, especially when I was I was very ill. I I went into septic shock, um, and if we hadn't been five minutes from the hospital, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Wow. Um, you know, I remember the doctors arguing about how fast I was going to die that day. <laughs> And I remember wow. thinking, excuse me, <laughs> yeah, I'm right here. Yeah, I can yeah. hear you. Wow. Um, now, my husband says the conversation was actually a little bit different, but it was, you know, pretty much yeah. that. But um, and then I went through, uh, you know, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want anybody to visit me in the hospital. And, you know, because I didn't want them to see me like that. I mean, you know, I'd, I'd had enough chemo that that I, I was bald. Um, I had an NG tube. I lost 50 pounds while I was in the hospital because I wow. was in for so long. And, you know, and I just didn't want people to see me. Well, that lasted for a while. And then pretty soon, Little Miss Social Butterfly here went, nope, I need to see people again. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was difficult. You know, my friends would come in and just be absolutely startled. Um, you know, and some some cried. I mean, you know, and, and a variety of things. But, you know, and, and I'd usually get 10 minutes into the conversation and then fall asleep. And I'd wake up and bless them. They'd still be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we, we all have to do this and, and, you know, no matter what it is, whether it's running your business, you know, going through things, you know, we have to have our support system around us. Yeah. And first of all, people really want to help. I right. mean, first and foremost, they, they really mm-hmm. want to help and asking for help mm-hmm. isn't a weakness. Right. It isn't a mm-hmm. failure. Mm-hmm it's part of being human, mm-hmm. right? Like we can't mm-hmm. do everything on right. our own. We need a tribe. Mm-hmm. We need we need a village. You mm-hmm. know, when we talk about the decisions that we made mm-hmm. for adoption, mm-hmm. we didn't make them in a bubble because, right. you know, it takes a village. Mm-hmm. And so for us, it was really important to, to have a support system. Mm-hmm. And we do, we have for, mm-hmm. you know, we have many different support systems mm-hmm. depending on what's happening. And 
you know, I have a, obviously with six kids and everything else, I'm busy. Like Mm -hmm. I have a lot of stuff going on all of the time. Mm -hmm. And a husband that has a very busy, demanding (laughs) career. Yes, Mm -hmm. he is. And, and when he's home, he's, you know, he's, he shows up like Mm -hmm. he is completely involved. Mm -hmm. So we're both like life is Mm -hmm. busy, but what my tribe understands is that when someone meet, needs me, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, I might not be the best at responding to like the the basic, you know, group text messages mm-hmm. of, hey, how was your day? What's this? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I'm always going to show up and mm-hmm. they're always going to show up for me. And that's mm-hmm. what's so important. And I think some of my closest friends are the friends that I don't talk to every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. But when we get together, it's like we've never been apart. And mm-hmm. to me, that's such such mm-hmm. a, an amazing thing. I just traveled mm-hmm. with my uh, best friend from college. And, you know, we, we try to see each other mm-hmm. once a year. And it's that moment where, mm-hmm. like, I might have missed the last 11 and a half months, but for, mm-hmm. you know, these two weeks mm-hmm. or whatever it is, like, we totally reconnect. And it's mm-hmm. like, we've never been apart. So, mm-hmm. so right. nice to have that, yeah. that group that can. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, it's not, people want to be there for mm-hmm. you. They really do. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and, you know, you, you don't have to be asking big things. I mean, you know, that's, that's the other thing is, you know, one of the things that, that a lot of people ask me is, you know, they have a friend, a family member who's just diagnosed, what can they do to help? And I tell them, be there, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, you know, and, and obviously there are times to not intrude, but, you know, offer to do things for them. And, and, you know, I, I, one of the, the people that I had thought, just, you know, it wasn't that she didn't care, but she just, she wasn't there. And, and, you know, and, and I saw her, you know, probably a year after I'd been diagnosed and went through all of my big hullabaloos. Um, but she told me, she said, I didn't know what to say. Mm. And I said, you know what? Hallmark has cards. Mm. And, and it's funny because I still have all of those cards that people sent me, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I mean, at some point I'm probably just, I don't know if, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, you know, and the gifts, the gifts, I mean, that the, I treasure the gifts. Um, you know, one of, one of the coolest ones was from somebody again, who I didn't even know knew I existed. And it is a handmade teddy bear that her church choir prayed for. I mean, isn't that just like, oh my gosh. And, and I had two prayer shawls that were made for me, little things like, you know, little, little token things like little angels and things. I mean, those are in my purse all the time. Um, You know, and, and so, you know, you can, you can do things like that, but sometimes it's just, just knowing that if, Hey, if you need me to run to the grocery store, let me know. Yeah. You know, and, and things like that, uh, you know, and, and, and I mean, yes, there are things like I, I tell people, you know, depending on what's going on, there are certain things that you can, you can do, um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, a, a kind of a variety of things I said, but, you know, yeah, just be there. Let them, let them know that you care. I think that's probably the most important thing about it. Yeah. I know when my, my dad was sick, so mm-hmm. he um, was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer mm-hmm. and um, it's been about two years now since he passed away. That that was all. It was just, mm-hmm. you know, you know, my friends would, can we send food? Can we do this? Mm-hmm. Can we? Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for reaching mm-hmm. out. And I do understand some people, mm-hmm. they struggle with, mm-hmm. it. it's uncomfortable for them. They don't know mm-hmm. how to deal with it. Right. But my, my response is like, you have to reach out, like mm-hmm. just say two words, you know, mm-hmm. send a text message, mm-hmm. send an email, mm-hmm. whatever, wh- wherever you feel comfortable, you know, putting your words down, mm-hmm. just do that because that way, you know, the person knows that you're, mm-hmm. you care and, and you can say, Hey, mm-hmm. this is really hard for me. I mm-hmm. don't know what to say. Right. Um, be honest, mm-hmm. be authentic, be you mm-hmm. and just say, you know, but I want to be there for mm-hmm. you. So whatever you need, you know, I, I want to help. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's kind of how we, yeah. we we approach mm-hmm. things, and you know it was oh it's it is so powerful when mm-hmm. someone reaches out and says how can I help what can mm-hmm. I do right. I know I don't have the words to say mm-hmm. you know what I want to say to mm-hmm. you and you know that mm-hmm. that's actually I think that's like a super powerful thing like mm-hmm. there's no words that can express mm-hmm. what I want to say mm-hmm. um, but I'm here mm-hmm. right yeah you know and and. And, you know, knowing that some people really just can't deal with it, whatever it is, you know, and, and typically it's something catastrophic, you know, they just, they, they don't, well, you know what, 
then it's time to let them go. Um, you know, I some of the people that I thought would be the biggest people in my corner, uh-uh, no, I mean they they do not ask how I am, nothing. And you know, and and it's like okay, well, yeah, fine. Um, you know, I've got. 400 other people in my Facebook group. (laughs) And and so, and and I mean, and I think that's just that friendships and relationships change over the years. You know, our our best friends in high school, you know, just might not be any longer. And and it's okay because we have other people who take their place. Yeah, I, I agree. And I was actually having this conversation with my daughter the other day because she started Last, she started college last year, mm-hmm. right during the pandemic. Not mm-hmm. not an easy oh. time to start, <laughs> you know. And this is right, you know, mm-hmm. a year after she was diagnosed with mm-hmm. Crohn's. And okay, mm-hmm. what do we do? And she's like, I really want to be there in person. I'm like, okay, you're wearing 16 masks as you right. walk around. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, that was the big conversation: mm-hmm. is that you'll meet people and you'll be friends with them for a bit, mm-hmm. and then you'll realize that mm-hmm. they're really not part of the tribe. Mm-hmm. That they're not, you know as you move forward, they might not be the right. And that's okay. Right. Right. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with either of you. Right. You just aren't, it's not, it's not what, where it's Mm -hmm. meant to be. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we had that for us too. When we moved Mm to Sarasota 21 years ago, you know, we had friends then some of the friends that we met then we're still friends with other Mm -hmm. ones. We're not. And Mm -hmm. that's just kind of, you know, ebb Mm -hmm. and flow. That's how, Mm -hmm. that's how it goes. And, and it's again not a failure. It's mm-hmm. just how we move forward, mm-hmm. right? Oh my gosh, this is why I set a timer because we we have we have had just a wonderful discussion and we're almost at the top of the hour. Um, you know, so so I want people to know first of all, hold the book up so that that people can see it. So it is mm-hmm. the extraordinary unordinary you um you know and and so obviously it's you know on amazon all those various places it was you know i read a lot of books for this program and it was one of the ones that i enjoyed the most um you know and 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 it just it spoke to me but probably because a lot of what i've i have been through but you know it really was just it was it was a wonderful book and and i think that many people would get so much out of it so i i strongly encourage people to to check that out but if they want to work with you uh, now you are a public speaker i mean you know it's been a little yeah. difficult the last year but you know how what what services do you provide and how do people contact you yeah so right now it's I'm not, I don't do any coaching, um, but I do speaking and I would Mm -hmm. love to come speak for your organization. Mm -hmm. You know, I have, like I said, I'm really working on my current uh, keynote is really Mm -hmm. about women. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because men will listen to it and they're like, wait, I want to listen to it too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but it's really, you know, again, if you have daughters, Mm -hmm. if you have a wife, it Mm -hmm. all, like it all talks about the Mm -hmm. things that we need to realize. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would love to hear from people if they read mm-hmm. the book, if they want to reach out to me. My life is really about human connection. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to hear, go on my website, shoot me an email, join my mailing list. I'm starting a new newsletter. Um, I have a download on there for 30 days of um, affirmations. Mm-hmm. And I signed up for it. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So I, um, you know, it really, I, I have realized in my life the most important things are are each other that mm-hmm. really being able to have, especially over the last year and a half, not mm-hmm. having that direct human connection mm-hmm. that more than ever, it's so important for us to be able to mm-hmm. be together, whether it's virtual or mm-hmm. not, um, and be able to share our stories. Mm-hmm. Right. I love it. I love it. And your website is Simone Canego, and that's S-I-M-O-N-E-K-N-E-G-O. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I encourage people because you do have, you've got all sorts of, of great information there. Um, you know, and, and so please, you know, look that up, you know, this has been wonderful, you know, and, and we didn't, I mean, we didn't talk about how you climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Um, you know, we could always talk more about your kids, um, yes. you know, and, and all sorts of things, but, you know, so we will obviously have to do this again, but until then, you know, tell us, you know, what are your final thoughts for everyone? Oh, my final thoughts. I really I really think that we are so fortunate that we have this amazing space. I mean, it's funny since I started uh, these conversations on on podcasts, being able to meet people that I never would have met in any way, shape, or form. I've learned so much mm-hmm. 
because being able to reach out to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so really my final thoughts are, is really look at yourself and say, I I matter, I make a difference, I am more than enough. And the things I do every day have the power to inspire the people around you. And you know, we matter, we matter. Every decision we make can affect other people and let's make it affect them in a positive way. I love it. With that, we will close because can't say anything better than that. I am Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely wonderful discussion with Simone Canego. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.